0: Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer thanks to purpleptsd.com and vikingsterritory.com for giving us a chance to post our podcast over there. Be sure to check out purpleptsd.com and vikingsterritory.com
1: you, you get the yips now at this point i thought you, you, you i get had the it yips. Today. you, you I, missed a few field goals, and now all of a sudden you're you know you're pushing it right you're hooking it doing this whole thing here
0: oh uh, yeah well i kyle and i did the most prep we've done in a few weeks and talked for 30 seconds about what we're going to talk about today uh, before yeah. we hopped on and uh l- let me ask you this because i we were saying that it probably doesn't make sense to talk about the Bears game a whole lot. Like it was kind of a nothing burger. Uh, yeah. It came pretty quickly that, yeah, this wasn't much of a game. Uh, to be honest, right. I kind of expected that and ended up watching just the condensed version. Uh, just saw the plays, but knew that there wasn't going to be a whole lot of uh, excitement from here. But let, let yeah. me ask you this, because I think this is maybe the only thing that you could um, talk about from the game that maybe you're worried about moving forward uh you talked about the yips for me how like on a level of concern for you
1: one to ten how concerned are you about greg joseph level of concern i would say my level of concern is a six and it should be higher in some ways given how often he is missed um however i think the stat sam is that he's hit five game winners this year right and including that remarkable 61 yarder. Um, I mean 61 yards is insane at any point in any stadium, you know, but to do it at the end of the game to win it is is even better, of course. And so just the fact that I mean the real fear is that you get to the end of a game and you miss the kick. You're down by one, you're down by two, you need to drill this 41 yarder. Can he do it? And he kind of can, you know what I mean? So I'm <clears throat> not saying I want to be scared, not saying I want to be nervous. I'm a Vikings fan, after all. Kicker hits or goes to hit a field goal, I feel nervous. But um, a six out of ten. I don't. Do you think it should be higher or lower? What What are your kind of? I, metaphor I objective, perhaps. Yeah, I think if you're
0: rationally looking at it, like it's hard to to look at isolated events sometimes in sports. Yep. Um Extra points. I think, uh, like they, you you want them to be automatic, and you do. They haven't. Yeah. They haven't really been for Gray Joseph. Um, I can't remember the game. Was it the Bills game that he missed one that actually impacted um like that made it a tie and they ended up winning? But there was there was right. a game that he missed an extra right. point uh as they were rallying from a comeback and um uh, ended up yeah, making the game closer, I guess, than it needed to be. Um yeah. but like you said, the the in some ways the like we can look at percentages and uh is his extra point percentage isn't uh, necessarily yep. where you'd hope it to be but yep. i think the more important number is that five game-winning field goals um that to me feels much more important and that's where uh it's going to happen I, at the end of the day i know I've, I've seen some discourse this week about adam Thielen and, and his contract or uh about Greg Joseph and wondering about him, like you've you've got what you got at this point. We're not changing anything at, at this point.
1: So like, no, exactly. If, this if this you is your kicker.
0: Change, this yeah. is your kicker. So yeah. so, not that I think he cares what Joe two nine two nine says on on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, right. But, right. Like, you you might as well throw your full confidence behind
1: that and then figure it out. Uh, hundred percent. There is no better option at this stage of the season. Yeah. For better or worse, we are married to Mister Joseph. And we're going to sink or swim with, you know, not that it's all on his shoulders kind of thing, but um, he, Sam's exactly right. He is our keeper. And yeah. let's hope that he has an amazing, amazing playoffs. Yeah.
0: So, so before we transition, anything else that you want to talk about from the Bears game? Uh...
1: Uh, a couple things I'll say. Um, amazing to have a low stress, non-suspenseful win. Um, that was just very refreshing for me and my Sunday. Uh, very happy for Duke Shelley. Very happy uh, for Tonga. He had that uh, huge TFL, both of whom were former Bears. Um, if Justin Fields is in that game, it's considerably different. And it's probably really, really tight. You know, Justin Fields is a good player. And uh, he might end up being their quarterback for the next decade. I, I don't know. Like, it seems to me he's a pretty good player after having kind of this. He struggled. You know, he had, a tough, he had a tough rookie season, right? And so it was good to see him kind of bounce back. And they got that number one pick now, and I do wonder if Chicago is basically just going to demand a, you know, just a massive ransom to get it, or if not, then then maybe you pick an incredible edge rusher, perhaps, or, or something, or something along those lines. If if they feel that Justin Fields is, um, is 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 the one for them, then then you've got some good options here. Um, good to get no stress, low stress. Good to see the former Bears do well. Justin Fields would have made that much much closer. And maybe even would have been enough for them to win it all, Um, win it all, win win the game, kind of thing. Uh, You know, otherwise, thirteen and four feels pretty good. Even even the most optimistic among us, you know, there are maybe a couple outliers here and there, but uh, thirteen and four is not what Sam guessed. It's not what I guessed. It's better than what either of us guessed. And so, overall, you say it's a successful season. And what I will say is hinting at the off season. Uh, regardless of how things go in the playoffs, even if they win the Super Bowl, go all the way there, uh, this is a roster that's going to need significant, significant work in the offseason. There are significant holes and significant issues um, that need to be addressed. And so it's going to be a very fascinating offseason, even in spite of the 13-4 and record. But we'll table that for now, and let's go to the playoffs and kind of see. And Sam, I think we're going to discuss that first round. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So again, there, you, you talked about it there. Like there are, there's lots of things you can talk about the off season. Um, I was laughing. I was thinking this morning and I got to look back and we'll do this at a later date about the predictions uh, that we had for the season. Um, We, um, yeah, we definitely, you said we, we fell short there. Um,
1: So we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit in a great way though. You know, aren't you happy to be wrong in the way that you work? I think as opposed to, you know, them going seven and 10 or something like that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But, but yeah, let's, let's move into the, this first round. So get to play the the New York giants. It felt like that was what was going to happen after uh, last week. Uh, There wasn't really, it felt like much of a hope of Arizona beating uh, the 49ers. Um, Yeah. Yeah. The Cardinals beating the 49ers there. So it, it, you got the giants who you played just a few weeks ago and certainly I guess let's say this, let's, let's do, let's do this. Cause we'll, let's talk about the matchup. Uh, We're also going to give some predictions for what we uh, both, what we believe is going to happen and what we hope is going to happen in in the playoffs. Um, Let's do, let's break it down like this. The Vikings win if, and the Vikings lose if, uh, or maybe the Vikings will have some trouble if. So So start with this. The Vikings win if what?
1: The Vikings win if they eliminate Saquon Barkley. Or at the very least, really corral Saquon Barkley. Um, and I think at that point, you can kind of throw their offense at a rhythm a little bit. So I think Barkley is obviously an excellent player. Uh, and they want to run the ball. And so I'm saying... Corral Saquon Barkley is going to be priority number one. Do you want to be, go right to lose if, or do you want to get yours in there? No, you you go for
0: it. I I'm, I want to hear like lose if, or are going to have significant trouble because again, you can you can right you can have a bad game and still do it. But like, what is like the Vikings are in trouble if what?
1: Yeah, I mean you yes you could do the direct inverse, but you say well if if Barkley runs wild, then it's going to be a long day. But I'm not going to. I mean that's kind of implied, so we'll leave that. Instead, I'll say, and this is maybe the low-hanging fruit, but if they find a way to fluster Jefferson, uh, it's gonna be a long day because he is your without question. He he's he's the one who you assume in some ways gives you that advantage. We can go. You know, he he just tilts, you would say in hockey, he tilts the ice, you know, or you know, he he just I don't know if tilts the field even makes sense, but he's the one who gives you that edge because he is so sensational. And he demands so much attention. And even with the attention he gets, he can still win and still make plays. So I, w- I will say they're in trouble if they find a way to keep Jefferson to a, a humble game. So those yeah. are my two.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you've seen in the last couple of weeks, again, this week, I feel like I'm not taking anything from it. Uh, the, the Vikings kind of followed that uh play the stars in the first half and, and then take them out. Uh, but a couple of weeks of Jefferson not uh, having yep. the same performances and, and teams know, right? Like this is what happens when you get to the level that Jefferson has is that teams are going to make sure that they are very much game plan around Jefferson. So like you said, yep. I, this is, this is where I, I think rather than saying like you win if, and you lose if like, Jefferson, if Jefferson is very much locked down, then uh, your Hawkinsons, Osborne's, Thielens
1: need to have big games. And for, for the record, that's true. And for the record, the only way I think you really lock them down is if you find a way just to create insane pressure. So so obviously, yes, you, uh, you press them at the line, you double them, you bracket them, you do all these things but if you maybe exploit the right side of the line, with they have Grimm and Oli Udo and, and really get after cousins and disrupt the rhythm and so on and so forth that that's, that's in many ways how you should have Jefferson is you don't even let the quarterback, you know, have the time to get to him kind of thing, uh, you know, alongside having that great coverage. So I think that's your, that's your play. I think if, if, if you're Wink Martindale, who's of course a very defensive, defen- very defensive, very aggressive defensive coordinator, uh, we're going to get after that right side of the offensive line and we're going to get our mitts onto Jefferson early and often. And we're going to see if Minnesota has what it takes to beat that. And and I think that's play.
0: Yeah. Well, this is the interesting thing, right. About if you're um, your best player is a receiver is that uh, you, you need a guy to get him the ball. Uh, right. Like if your right. best player is a quarterback, then you let them do their thing. But when you have, and it's not necessarily. It's not to say it's a bad thing, but like you said, for Jefferson to have a good game, it's not. It's not just about him. It's no. Not, it's not. It's not yeah. an isolated performance where it's like, do it like yeah. you. Cousins needs to have the time to get him the ball, uh, and that so that that means the cousins is a factor, but also this offensive line that, uh, since we last recorded, has certainly uh, we found out more news that it's it's taken a significant hit, and that this yep. offensive line is not. Um, the Vikings best formation
1: and it won't be uh for the remainder of the season. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Sam, what do you got? What were where you uh what are you thinking in terms of the likely so, win or they might struggle to win if
0: yeah, yeah. So I think certainly if you look back to the game that they played against the Giants, uh it was a close game. I you talked yeah, about Bartley, he certainly is is big. The the Vikings have sometimes struggled with uh, mobile quarterbacks, and they have. Daniel yeah. Jones. I think uh, while he's not, um, I like he. I don't know where necessarily people would say he belongs in terms of uh, a ranking mm-hmm. of mobile quarterbacks, but he is much more mobile yeah. than uh, he, he's an above average
1: mobile. Quarterback. Yeah, I mean he's he's not doing what Justin Fields does. Like Justin Fields had literally a historic season. And so I don't think Jones is like that, but he's really athletic. Very,
0: very athletic. And, and like, um, yeah. I, I don't even know if you can say sneaky quick uh, now because he is. No, he's better than sneaky quick. But he's yeah. he's, yeah, like it's, it's, you, it's there. And so that's a factor. And so uh, I'll, I'll throw that out is that that is yeah. a factor of, of the Vikings will um, win if they can control Dana Jones. Like if he starts breaking off for some 15, 20 yard runs uh that's just such a killer to the defense right because it's like like you you stop the running backs or you you stop the receivers like there's there's that but like when a quarterback can scramble and and put together a few plays like that it just hurts um it hurts the defense so you can just kind of so deflating the deflation of having a quarterback run on you and get those first downs especially on like a third and long where a quarterback will go and scramble and, and get the first down. Um that that hurts. Um I I uh to to look at it from what the Vikings uh can do. I'm 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 very much interested. I think that the we, we talk with the offense and it's gonna be a factor, but I think they've seen flashes of the defense and seen them step up in big moments. And so I am very interested to see what this defense looks like in the playoffs. Like, I think in some ways there's some tinkering that you do in the regular season. You, you figure it out. Uh, the thing with the playoffs is like, you've, you've got a whole lot of film on the other team and figuring out what you need to do. Uh, Um, and I'd love to see the Vikings defense, uh, be aggressive, uh, and what they're doing. That hasn't really been a word that I think we've used, um, Mm -hmm. this season much for this, this team. I think they looked good yesterday. Um, and yeah. it, again, you're you're playing the team that now has secured the work or like the the first overall pick. So like exactly, and and isn't playing like you said uh, all their best players um, like Fields. So I don't think you can you can say you know what? Oh man, they looked really good yesterday. So uh, here they're going to be able to do the same against playoff teams, but but they do need to figure out a way to do that. And there's been again there's been flashes, um, mm-hmm. but love to see Zayary Smith and. Danielle uh, Hunter. Again, we look at sacks yep. as a number for sometimes of, of success, but even just mm-hmm. consistently under pressure knockdowns, like want to see that, especially against a quarterback that is mobile, um, get some pressure on on him and and uh, disrupt the the Giants' offense.
1: All right, I'm with you. I um, one thing I'll add from there is just it was Patrick Peterson and uh, Hodgins, I think, Isaiah Hodgins, who kind of were at each other a little bit last game. And so that's one I'm really... Because you're saying, yeah, the defense, being aggressive, all this stuff. But those two, uh, I'd be very curious to see what the game looks like for those two. Because you kind of get the vet, who I think Hodgins, I don't know, admittedly, I don't know much about him, but I think he's younger. Um, So anyhow, I I just think it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Those receiver coverage matchups usually can... uh, are are very much highlighted within any football game, but especially in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so like you said, that's, that's a that's a good matchup to be mindful of. So let's do this. We're Let's do just as the playoffs start. Yep. I want you to pick one team from the AFC and one team from the NFC. Uh, we're going to do both. So one team from the AFC that you actually think you know, they are going to get to the Super Bowl, uh, one yep. NFC team that you think are going to uh, go to the Super Bowl, and then – the the one team you're you're cheering for like i'd love to see them have some success uh, yeah. i the we've done this for the last couple of years uh and the vikings haven't been a part of the <laughs> uh playoff so it's made it a little bit less um biased per se so i'm yeah. gonna let you do what you want to do in terms of uh right how right. you navigate that 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 dynamic i think we try to uh label ourselves like, somewhat. Um, Objective, but uh, you, you, I'll, I'll let you, uh, let you start because I've,
1: I've been thinking about this a little bit. Um, sure, sure. So we'll start with so, the AFC. AFC, who I'd actually cheer for, it's hard not to cheer for the Jaguars, um, even though I've always liked the Chargers because I think they're the AFC's version of the Vikings insofar as they've had a long history, but a lot of heartbreak, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but in terms of the teams I'm going to cheer for, I'm going to cheer for the Jags. I'd be very happy to see them do well and somehow uh, make a bit of a run. In terms of who I actually think is going to emerge from the AFC, I'll probably say the Bills. Um, yeah, I'll probably say the Bills. And then uh, NFC, am I doing this right, Sam? And NFC, obviously who I'm cheering for, jump in if I'm, I'm butchering no, go this. Go for it, go for it. And NFC, um, you know, Vikings of course you're cheering for uh, I guess I'd have to say the 49ers you know what I mean like I'm not cheering for the freaking Cowboys I can't cheer for the Giants they're playing the Vikings the Bucks well, Brady's won like a thousand Super Bowls through that Seahawks they've played us tough over the past decade plus I can't cheer for them and then Philly You know, of course you get that bias because of the 2017 championship game so I've got to say the 49ers you know what I mean and Brock Purdy Mr. Irrelevant you know lifting Lombardi wouldn't that be something so I guess I'll cheer for the 49ers. And who if I actually had to pick, I'm saying the freaking 49ers. And it's kind of nuts because they're playing with Mr. Irrelevant, a rookie, last pick of the draft. But my gosh, you know, I don't care what anyone says. Kyle Shanahan is a very good coach. It, it doesn't mean he doesn't make mistakes. Doesn't mean there isn't moments that's been poor, but holy crap, he can coach an offense and coach a team. And of course their defense is sensational. Um so 49ers on both those things. So I'm saying Bill's 49ers and I'm actually saying 49ers win that that's, that's my prediction. Wow. Wow.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I, um, so Kyle's not cheering for the Vikings. Um, <laughs> I assume they were exempt. I assume they were not. That's uh, I was saying that's, that was the difficult dynamic. I think everyone knows that yeah. that's the uh, ideal, yep. but, but, so that's interesting for your the team you're cheering for and, um, the team you think is going to get there are the are the same team. So, yeah, uh, I uh, I usually try to pick different than Kyle, um, which actually probably isn't that good of an option because you've actually been pretty good at these predictions. You actually predicted
1: the Rams to win last year. So, yeah, I don't like to brag, but the Stanley Cup predictions and the Super Bowl predictions are pretty good. They've gone, they've gone pretty well. Yep, pretty good at this. So.
0: Uh, you talked about the the AFC and the team you're return for absolutely the Jaguars are are, are oh, a yeah. team that would yeah, be yeah. fun to to have win. You you talked about the Chargers, um, and I think
1: yeah,
0: it, I'll I'll say the Chargers because out of that game, I think you you cheer for the team. Like you see, like there's kind of a yeah. three headed monster there with uh, the Bengals, the Bills, uh, and the Chiefs. Yeah. And like <laughs> yeah. like we, let, let's just say for a second, the AFC is better than the NFC, and it's not really close I think in my mind um I, I think that there's the, the I I would say like yeah. if you look at the Vikings path yeah. and like think about them having to go through the NFC versus the if they had to go through the AFC I I just think the AFC is a better um a I think overall yeah it's better you're probably right yeah right like yeah. even you look at the wild card teams um yep. between the Chargers and Baltimore and the Dolphins yep. um yeah so so I'll say cheering for the Chargers, although I know they lost a couple of guys. I just saw briefly in a headline. Uh yeah. lost a couple of stars yesterday uh in a game that is, is less meaningful. So that's that's tough. Uh I um it, you, you mentioned the Bills. I I certainly would love to see them win, especially after mm-hmm. uh the Demar Hamlin situation. Yeah. Uh like that uh yeah, you and and we Kyle and I are close to Buffalo to like I, I'd love to see them them win as well i mm-hmm. i'm gonna i just to be different than you although i i would both love to see them and think that they can win uh mm-hmm. i'm going to to pick the chiefs to come out of the sure. uh of the afc I'd, I'd love to see them do i think even just the fact that um uh, mahomes is doing this without hill shows uh just how special he is yeah man so i i'd like to see yeah. them i i i That's going to be my team that I'm choosing uh, to win is is uh, is the Chiefs. Sure. In the NFC, the team I'm cheering for to do well is the Vikings. Because uh, (laughs) no, I'm just joking. Uh, Outside of the Vikings, outside of the Vikings, um, this is going to be such an unpopular pick. But I would like to see the Cowboys.
1: Don't you freaking see the Cowboys? Good gosh, Sam! It's embarrassing, Sam. Don't do that.
0: And, and part of it is because I cheer for the Cowboys in the NHL, and I know what it's like to just be in the spot where you have a good team, but you continue to underperform. And it just feels like it would be fulfilling to watch a team that is actually quite a good football team live up to the potential and just like think about the how rational – Everyone would be all of the, all the, the, the Dallas Cowboys fans and how like Good how gosh, little we'd have to hear about them them doing. Well I just I that's, that's the team I'd like to see
1: see do well as the as the Cowboys. Um, well, uh, Sam, I will say here it's about 830 a.m. Monday morning and Kyle was looking for a new co-host for Notes from the North. Uh, Sam might be on his last legs here cheering for the Cowboys
0: you, you need to have editing power um, yeah that's right that's ability right. um the team I'm I think uh is gonna win I oh I was I was gonna say the Eagles but I can't choose both number one seeds that's uh yeah that's tough I, I I'll you know what I'll I'll break the rule I'll, I'll piggyback with you I do think that uh the 49ers have just been yeah uh, rolling especially since they got McCaffrey uh yeah, I think you realistically you need like for for everything they have, uh you just need a Brock Purdy to be able to facilitate and, and get the ball to exactly. Those weapons. Exactly. Um normally exactly. You, you look at the last 20, 25 years, uh, we've done this before. There's not many quarterbacks on the list of Super Bowl winning quarterbacks that you would say are um not at least kind of uh, Along in the hall of fame conversation or like our very very good quarterbacks yeah exactly Uh, it's a it's a small list uh but it happens it happens happens. and it could happen especially with uh with these 49ers so
1: maybe once a decade you know what i mean you see it where you just have this perfect storm with an amazing team yeah maybe this is it maybe this is it
0: they've got so many good pieces there and they've they've had they've had continual success in getting deep um yeah I'm, I'm glad to, uh, I, I was kind of hoping that they would play the Packers in the first round. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, sure. that's kind of been a fun um, historic matchup there, uh, sure. but it but, um, wasn't meant to be. Yeah. That's okay. So let's uh, we'll wrap up there with, with that just as, as promised I uh, just wanted to quickly recap the world juniors. Uh, Canada wins again. Great news. <laughs> No controversy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, it was uh, clear. I, again, right? We for to to avoid people maybe that haven't watched or or don't care. Um, we won't go into the whole thing, but but certainly there was some controversy in the U.S. game about uh, some of the calls that initially mm-hmm. were goals that were overturned. Uh, mm-hmm. But but a great tournament. And, and focusing on the Minnesota Wild, uh, I think if you look at it from this tournament. Uh, they had five prospects there, and all five, I think, were were very good. I was looking yeah. at an article this morning written yeah. by uh, Tyson McKay over at thehockeywriters.com uh, talking about the top three prospects from the World Juniors, and I mentioned David Spachek from Team Czechia who yep. uh, was fantastic, Excellent. Uh, one Excellent. of the best defensemen of the tournament, uh, yep. was named one of the top three players for Czechia um, yep. in the 2022 World Junior uh Championships, um, you sang, saying, but so Spachek did well. Uh, Bankier was a player that we we would have watched a lot playing for Team Canada. Played mm-hmm. that fourth line role, fantastic. Uh, was great in the penalty penalty kill. Uh, did fantastic. And then the other one uh, they had was uh, Petrovsky from Slovakia, who yeah. uh, played in that that first line role for them uh, throughout yeah. the tournament and and was very good. And and the great thing about this is that. Uh, these are all guys uh, like Spachek was drafted in the fifth round uh, Bankier, I am blanking um, in terms of when he was drafted. Um, but Petroski was also a late round find uh, in the sixth round of the 2022 draft. So that's, that's big. And, and they, the, he um, okay, was just writing that Ogren and Pert were maybe two of the bigger names, uh, the bigger prospects that maybe you would say are going to uh, have success for this team are more likely to to play on this team um but they mm-hmm. were both these were just as advertised in the sense that you know what they were you're you expected to be good and they they were good uh, sure. and so I think overall that's kind of what you want in some ways like you got you got your guys that you know are good that that did well uh, and the guys that maybe have less of a likelihood of making it. Are really stepping up big in a big tournament. So uh, exactly.
1: Bankier third round.
0: Third round. Okay. So. I knew. It, I don't I think it was late, but I knew it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a first round pick. So so that's sure. Uh, sure. that's great.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Great tournament. Yeah. Great tournament. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, it's one of those things that is much more important to Canada than it to anyone else. Um, oh yeah yeah definitely. so it's yeah. so it, that's always an interesting dynamic but um we'll wrap up there excited to have uh vikings playoff football to talk about that's the first time since kyle and i uh mm-hmm. started recording this podcast uh, over two years ago so looking wow. forward to, <laughs> to sunday afternoon mm-hmm. or giants and hopefully you come back next week and have a next game to preview Take care, everyone. Have a good week. We'll talk soon.